Y'all got it all wrong. You're like, y'all are doing the absolute most <laughs> when it comes to, you know, um, loving on these women. It is very simple. Listen. Listen. Be honest in your intentions. Yep. And, you know, if y'all there, make sure that, you know, that you serve an incredible pain. <laughs> it is that easy. Be honest, listen, and put it down. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello, my name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey Podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Latera R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latera R. Whitfield. Hey, listen, if you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Stop shacking up with me and subscribe to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Be sure to like this video, share the video, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified on upcoming episodes. Listen, I'm extremely excited to have today's guest on the podcast today. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been joining you solo dolo, and I've been waiting to get a brother in here so we can chop it up and just have man talk. You know, I love it when I have brothers in here because we like to keep it lit. Uh, this brother, you've seen him on Ready to Love, and um, when I first saw him on the show, uh, I was like, you know what, I, I kind of like this brother. I like, I like um, how he moved, and we'll get deeper into that as we go along. Well, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my new homie, Christopher Green. What's going on, Terrence? Man, what's going on? See, thank you for having me. See, Chris think he's sexy with his voice. He's trying to, you know, compete with me on the on the vocals today. Mm-mm. Yeah, yes, you are. Mm-mm. It's your world. No, look at him. See, so uh, Chris, you also you're you're on the radio in Houston, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and, and what's the what's those call letters? Uh, KMJQ Magic One Hundred Two Point One. I host a client storm uh, seven. Well, it used to be seven to midnight. Now nine to one a.m. Nine p.m. to one a.m. Sunday through Thursday, and I also host a community affairs program called. The Public Affairs Podcast, where um, talk to a lot of um, you know community activists, nonprofit organizations, you know people that have things going on that I feel that um, we should know about. And right. So I use that platform, you know, for the people. So Chris, what resonated with me on the season of Ready to Love was just how you showed up as your authentic self, and you were unashamed. You were just like, "This is who I am." Take it or leave it. So today I'm going to call this episode Dating with Intentions. Mm. Because when I saw you on the show, it looked like, I mean, you weren't trying to, you zeroed in on the woman that you wanted. And, you know, ultimately that led to 
you've been um, escorted off the show, for lack of better words, mm -hmm. because you've only made a connection with one person. Um, in this world, a lot of men, we are juggling a whole lot of different women. And so to see you on a show that's set up for you to date multiple women and only be intentional with one, I definitely want to uh, talk to you about that and find out, you know, what made you decide to just zero in on one woman on the show that was designed for you to have your cake and eat it too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, um, Nia and I, we had connected on, as she said on the episode, on a, on a spiritual level. Right. And, you know, the conversations that we had at that mixer, um, it was a wide range. And so just going off of my gut, I was just like, okay, this is, this is probably where home is going to be. Now, don't get me wrong, I did sort of move around i mean yeah. the, 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 i did have i did spend time with some of the other ladies uh winter chef shay alex of course you all didn't see that but right you know, um i did spend time uh with with the other ladies and so um but majority of my time was you know with naya majority of my focus uh was on naya because it, it was just it was magical i was just like like who who is this woman i mean she was so funny and real and just, you know, all the things that, you know, I liked and, and her going through her own self discoveries and, and working on herself uh, because um, she, from what she shared with me, you know, had a bad attitude in the past. And, you know, she let me know even when I got eliminated, what you all didn't see um, was after I was eliminated, like, she came down. I, I asked to see her one more time, and we had a conversation, and she, you know, told me, I really appreciate, you know, how you loved on me and, and paid attention to me. That let me know that the work that I'm doing on yes. myself is working. Yes. Because you did. And so that was, I mean, that meant a lot, you know. Now, me seeing how she exited and some of the things that she said and all of that, it you know, like I said at the reunion um, last Friday, I knew the why. I didn't know the how. Yes. You know, and we had filmed the reunion the night that she was eliminated, so I didn't even see how she exited. Now, had I saw how she exited, uh, she probably would have got it a little more at the reunion. Uh, just, just, <laughs> just a little just, bit. I would have I probably, you know. Yeah, at least one in after seeing that exit. But <laughs> yeah, I think they knew that what they were doing by not having me see that episode. But I really didn't have to do anything. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. to do anything. I didn't. I mean, she she did it all and she did it all for me. So all I had to be was continue to keep it classy. So answer this, Chris. So when you went on this show, that you go on this show authentically looking for love. Yes. Because and that's what it looked like. Yeah, I, I, I was. And it, it it's so funny how social media is so, you know, funny. You know, they they love you today and they hate you tonight. But Hold in my on, so, case, so, so, so it was back. the other way around. So what were they saying? Well, they were like, oh, I don't trust this Chris guy. Like, oh, he looks like he's only here for TV. Like, mm, looking out for him. Uh, oh, I bet this man probably, after about week three or four, like, I bet this man probably even got a stylist for uh, this show. Like, and all of that turned into, oh, my God, I'm so mad that they got rid of Chris. Like, he was the most genuine, authentic one yeah. looking for love. Like, how could they do that? Oh, they messed up. Like. I, I literally have like DMs on Twitter, like women sending me 
four page letters. Shout out to Aaliyah. Word to Aaliyah. Sending me four page letters like apologizing how they talked about me and how they thought they weren't going to be able to stomach me and because of how I looked and appeared and and how I ended up being the their favorite, favorite yes. and how I, you know, uh carried myself. So I thought that was I thought that was funny. Well what I saw was because my background is I'm a I'm a director. I write plays. I'm a national playwright, director, and producer. So I read body language well. I teach body language. So what I saw authentically, I said, like, especially during your exit, and you was like, wow, like, I, I saw the the hurt and disappointment on your face. And then you said, I'm going to have to take a, a, a step back and um, and basically process this and do some work and 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 pretty much do some healing. And mm-hmm. so what made you arrive at that from that moment, from that intense experience that you went through, what made you take it internally and say that you want to go do some work? Um, because it was such a, uh, a daunting uh, process to be in a bubble, yeah. um, to be dating multiple people, to have to in real time, you know, see the person that you're feeling off, you know, with somebody else, <laughs> with somebody else in the corner, colored up, you know, and you walk by, you know, they laughing like you walking by thinking like, oh, it ain't that funny. What they laughing at? It can't be that funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so just that whole emotional um, roller coaster of it all. But I needed to do that for myself, a to process it out. Yeah. Um, and to heal because I think a lot of times that we as men and women alike, just we as human beings, the, the mistake that we make is when we get out of a relationship or a situationship or a marriage yeah. or whatever it may be, um, we don't take the proper time to heal and to do us and figure yeah. us out and get that person and that relationship totally out of our system. Yes. You have to heal because if you don't and you jump into something else, you're still bringing things from your old relationship into the new one. And that's not fair to the new person that you're seeing. So I think taking a step back and, you know, letting your mind and your body <laughs> and soul <laughs> process it out and, and get that person out of your system so you can move on and be able to be open to the next woman or man. So, so what, so what happened to you when you went to go do the work? What did you, what was revealed to yourself? What did you find out about yourself? Well, that, that like I said at the reunion, that I am consistent in how I move yeah. uh, throughout life. Yeah. Uh, if it's, if it's work, I'm all in. If it's family, I'm all in. If it's, you know, a romantic relationship, I'm all in. Uh, so I'm consistent, um, in that. And, um, I know that I'm ready to love because I've done the inner work myself. Yes. yes. You said something interesting because I, I felt like a dagger every time they said, you're not ready to love. And I was like, wow, that's interesting to say that to someone because just because they're, I call it purpose partners, just because a purpose partner may not be in there on that set doesn't mean that they're not ready to love. You know, um, you said something interesting on the way uh, to the studio, you said that I may not be your cup of, you hear this a lot, you know, I may not be this person's cup of tea, you know, and that's okay. And we call this thing preference. We say, hey, listen, um, 
How did you put it? You said, hey, you may like strawberries. There's nothing wrong with. Right. Yeah. Like you may want some uh, strawberry ice cream and, uh, and, it's, and it's chocolate ice cream. And like, and that's totally fine. Like, that's what you want. Like, you can't be mad that you want strawberry. And yet here I am chocolate. Like, you can't get mad at that. It's not it's nothing personal. And you said that it's a state of emotional maturity when you can handle rejection without um, without losing yourself in it. Like if you have to be okay with people not being able to receive your chocolate. Yes, absolutely, seriously. Because you, first of all, you have to be confident in yourself. You have to know yourself. Like if you know what it is, and someone rejects you, oh, they're lost. That should that should be your way of thinking. Oh well. It's their loss. I'm a pretty dope individual, so <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Like you can, <laughs> you can move around. You know what I'm saying? Keep continue to spin the block, my guy. Continue <laughs> to spin the block, young lady. Go right ahead. You know what I'm saying? Because the block you'll be spinning. <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, you have to know yourself and be confident, and that way you you can take rejection because yeah. it's just. It's just like, okay, I know I'm hot, but I also know I'm not everybody's type of hot. And that's totally That's what you fine. said. As you said, I know I'm hot, but I'm not everybody's type of hot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. Um, typically, do you date, like, um, are you one of those type of people who date one person at a time, or do you date multiple women and then when you find the one that you're in tune with the person that you're really feeling then you start dating that person exclusively i normally date one at a time there's only been one time in my life where i was seeing two women at the same time and um at that time i wasn't equipped with (laughs) juggling uh yeah i was i was not equipped with you know juggling it's just two balls like so 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 imagine three so i I wasn't equipped with juggling two balls like so uh i couldn't imagine ever um dating multiple women at one time because that is multiple personalities that is you know multiple remembrance of who I told what on that and who was dating with this like I mean I'm going through a a, a process kind of like that right now where you know I text the wrong lady like and it was just like oh man like whoops sorry like I'm moving too fast please forgive me I'm, I'm, I'm moving too fast I'm sorry. Tell me, I really enjoyed you last night. She's like, I didn't see you last night. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, no, that wasn't meant for you. That was, that was meant for the dentist. <laughs> I was visiting the dentist. I enjoyed my dentist appointment <laughs> like I've never enjoyed it before. Um, so that's interesting because on that show, that means you really showed up as your authentic self because mm-hmm. in real life, you date. You know, you, hey, one-on-one. And I talk to a lot of women about that because I always say that most men, because you're totally opposite from most men, most men juggle. Most men have multiple women that they're seeing at one time, and then whoever else becomes a starting lineup, then they say, this is my starting lineup, and they dwindle it down to the MVP and say, mm-hmm. this is my MVP, and this is how it's going to work. Yeah, well, that's because he's got some other things that's going on with him uh, internally, psychologically, emotionally, that he hasn't um, – um, corrected or even uh, confronted as to why he feels the need to juggle and jade multiple women because you cannot play with people's emotions like that is not that, that is deadly so stop that and just 
keep it a buck with these ladies because I'm telling you, it is so easy. Like you young ones, like y'all got it all wrong. You're like, y'all, y'all are doing the absolute most <laughs> when it comes to, you know, um, loving on these women. It is very simple. Listen, listen, be honest in your intentions. Yep. And, you know, if y'all there, make sure that, you know, that you serve an incredible pain. It is that easy. Be honest, listen, and put it down. That's the word of advice. That's it. That's it. Listen. And and, and listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. Listen with intention. Be honest. And put it down. That's all she wants. It's, It's simple. Stop making it hard, fellas. It's from an OG, okay? You said putting down some incredible peen. <laughs> Kev on stage be killing me when you say that, peen. So listen to this. So, all right, so as you're evolving and on your 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 self-discovery journey, as you and I yes, discussed. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, we discussed. Yes, I am on that. Um, I want you to elaborate on that. What what does this journey look like? Um, every day it's a new discovery. Darius, I'm yeah. I'm being so for real. Yeah. And for those of you um, watching, dear future wifey, um, if you have had your spiritual awakening and you're on your journey, then you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's it's an awakening, yeah. and it's not for everybody. Um, I'm realizing, um, and you have to. Just be careful and mindful of, you know, who you want to share it with because everyone may not be as receptive. And, I mean, (laughs) so much so to the point that I've got friends and fans saying that I've lost it, that I may be certifiable (laughs) or is is he having a mental breakdown. Um, Because I had my spiritual awakening and and my way of thinking is, the total opposite. Like of what every, you've always thought. Of what we've always been taught. Everything is the inverse. This is the matrix. But people aren't ready to have that conversation. So my job is to continue to spread love and light and just love on people. And it's all about love. That's why we are here. You know, the way that we treat each other is is not the way. If God is love, this is he is not pleased, okay? Yes. He is not pleased at yes. all because this is the way. The way that we treat women, like yeah. especially the way that we treat black women, do you know that, that it should be an abomination the way that women are treated? Yeah. Not knowing. We, we're so dead that we don't even realize that women are literally human gods on earth. Yeah. They birth everything. Yes. Ideas, thoughts, human life. Yeah. They yeah. birth literally have a portal where they birth life and yet we treat them so terribly like yeah. and it's you know <laughs> we're going to suffer for that yeah. and 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 the time is coming but I can go on and on and on and on and on because it's it's amazing here I know that I've been vibrating higher because little things that used to bother me and trigger me and and you know make me pop off don't that's good um, That's good. Negative thoughts when they come in, like I'll acknowledge it, but then I immediately dismiss it. So it's amazing here, and I and I want everybody to get here uh, because you're going to love it here once you get here. You know, stop 
stop vibrating so low. Try to try to bring your vibrations up so you can feel better. You said something that um, resonated with me. We share a common thing, and I told you how last month I committed to this vow of abstinence, mm-hmm. and and you were like, "Hey, that's what I'm on right now." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" I yeah. was like, "So, so tell me, what made you decide to to choose this path?" I'm a part of my my journey on my uh, spiritual awakening. A part of that journey, you know. Um, that energy is so precious and sacred. Like your sexual energy is is probably the most important, the most yeah. important one that you cannot give away because life is literally made from that. Be it from the mental body or physically or you know, yeah, uh, biologically. Um, and so, yeah, I have I have been on that. I've been you know practicing semen retention and you know. So far, so good, you know, on this uh, journey now, it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't need the sex. It's all mental. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you get that connection and, and, and you do it mentally, like you don't even have to touch yourself. Like you, you feel it and, and you feel like you have had <laughs> an orgasm and have, you know, maybe ejaculated, but it's ejaculation and you're not, you know, releasing and getting there and controlling that, that it's, it's beautiful and way more healthy. And with the semen retention, especially for men, like that helps us reach our higher self. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I cannot wait until I hit my uh, penal gland and I'm, you know, <laughs> and I'm and I'm in you know just in a different state of consciousness. Like I, I'm I'm waiting, but I know it's going to take time. But yeah, that is, it really is helpful. So are you looking? So let's say in the dating world, um, when you meet a woman, and if she's not on that vibe with you, then what is that? How do you handle oh, that? Oh, I still. I mean, we gonna still talk. I mean, just because she's not there, that doesn't mean that you know. No, but she's saying that, no. That you got to smash me. Like that's that's just what it is. Well, I mean, if the um, if the I I, I got to fill it out. Like yeah. I, I would have to. I would know. So I it's not. Know. So it's not like you're practicing abstinence to until marriage per se. It's you're practicing abstinence. I'm practicing it until I find the one. That, right, the soul one. Like you're not getting and and I'm sure for you too, my guy. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, a lot of women want us inside of them and they want our seed for whatever reason, be it because they want kids, be it because they know something that we may not, that we are, you know, <laughs> this King or this God or something like they, yeah. they know why they want us right inside of them. And so it's very sacred and vice versa. Ladies, you got to know you hold the power too. Yep. And you have to be careful of who you let enter inside of you as well. 100%. You know, so, the spirit will know. The spirit will know and when it's right. And and I believe that when two beautiful souls do get together and that magnetic electricity of this, you know, beautiful um ritual happens, I th- I think it should be shared and released. But only when it's right. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back in the day we used to just <laughs> Give it to any fine thing that's walking in yep. a freakum dress. Yep. But, but, you know, yep. now you notice that, okay, you come a dime a dozen. Like, <laughs> what you got going on here and, and here? Yes. You know. Yes. So so um, you and I had an interesting conversation about your views on relationships and marriage and, 
and all that good stuff. So um, what is your ideals as it relates to marriage in the traditional sense? My idea as it relates to marriage in the traditional sense is that uh, to keep it a buck, uh, it's a low key a sham. I mean, it's a, it's a I mean, it's a, it's it's just nothing but a business deal. Like, what is it? What does it really? What does it really mean? What does it really mean to have a marriage license and to go through that ceremony, especially if the two souls love one another and you have pro, you've already proclaimed and protested that love under God. Anyway, when you all sat down and had the conscious conversation and decision to be together mm-hmm. exclusively and, you know, monogamously. Um, so since my awakening, just finding out all of these constructs that were created to continue to enslave us in some sort of manner. Um, now, am I against marriage totally? No. If the young lady that I am with and she wants to get engaged and get married, I am all for that. I will do that to make her happy. Am I personally, personally for me, like is that the goal when I'm with my life partner uh, and I'm with my my wife, my yeah. future wifey, yeah. dear future wife? No, for me that is not the goal. The goal is to be committed to someone without committed paper. To, 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 with your partner. Well, not even necessarily without paper. I just want to know that it's real. And if you and if you feel that the piece of paper and the ceremony will definitely solidify that for right. whatever your reasons, I'm here to make you happy. And yes, we will do that. Is it a big thing for me? No. <laughs> no, it's I, not. I think that's what a lot of men say. They say um, Because they your word is good enough. Like you being here right here is good enough. And as I was telling you when um before we got here. I know couples that have been together 25 years and they're still happily together, still crazy, dangerously in love and never been married. married. And I know couples who have been married for 25 years who they can't stand each other. It's not even, there's not even a romantic relationship. They, they separately have got their own deal. They just still live together in the same house. And it's like, you know, a business deal. And all other kind of scenarios. So I think. Have you seen a healthy marriage? I'm sorry. Have you seen a healthy marriage? I have seen a healthy marriage. And when you see a healthy marriage, does that inspire you at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything that is, um, anything that is founded, the foundation is love. Yeah. And, and they're happy. I am, I'm for that. That's, that's why we're here. Yeah. To love and be happy. So whatever makes them happy. Now, I'm not saying that marriage is wrong or marriage is bad. I'm just saying that marriage is a construct that when you really, really think about it, is it necessary? Hmm. That's debatable. That's all. And I always leave people up to their own because like we live in this world and you come with your own decisions, desires, uh, traditions, uh, things that speak to you or don't speak to you. And with marriage, you know, I hear a lot of people speak on that in the same, you know, 
you know, the context that you're speaking about of saying, hey, does it is it the end all the be all? I said no, because a lot of people we we chase marriage or they chase mm-hmm. marriage, but then they're not even they don't, they don't even love each other. You know, they get married for a whole lot of for different whole reasons. Lot of, listen, just here. to say I'm married because you're from the, because you're from this family and you have this certain bloodline yep. or this DNA yep. and you're from this family and and, and y'all got to get together. Well, I don't know. There's been a hundred stories <laughs> written about it, and also women to you to me. If the goal is marriage, that whole idea that they're selling you short, they 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 getting you with the okie doke. If the goal is only marriage for you, yeah, nah, it's to find a husband and to get married. That's what they teach here. Yeah. Like that's the only goal for you, ladies. They are selling you a pipe dream. They that's enslavement within itself to make you think that that is the only that that should be the goal. And then when you don't no. have it, then you feel unsuccessful. Exactly. You know, that you, 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 the, the older you become, the the least successful you feel because you're like I'm still not married. I'm still not married. Exactly. And uh, that has become the goal. We don't even realize that we are casting out spells and curses by the way that we think and when we speak it out. Right, right. You know, if you continue to think that, you know, all men are bad, black men ain't going to do nothing, I ain't going to never find nobody, nobody's going to come my way, then guess what? Nobody's going to come your way. You're going to keep getting, you know, ain't nothing black men showing up in your life and all of that. But if you think positive and think, I am going to find my king. He is going to come and he's going to be this. And you continue to think that then he will come. you will attract. It, it, it's all about yeah. how you, you form your thoughts and they come they manifest. Yeah, they, they, they manifest. They manifest. They manifest. Yeah, man. Um, marriage is important to me. I've been married. Uh, I was married for almost 10 years. And I see how marriage represents something different than just a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or a life partner would represent to me. Uh, I like the covenant of marriage. I believe in the power of covenant. And it's not the easiest thing to get out of. It's a difference between getting a divorce and breaking up with somebody. It's a whole lot at stake. Um, And when you're in other type of relationships, you can just walk away and it's a whole lot easier. So I believe that the that marriage isn't taken as seriously as it should be, because oftentimes we're we just marry for a sake of a level of accomplishment. When Mm. what, what, what God is trying to show me and teaching me is what marriage is truly intended for. And so this whole podcast is birthed on those principles to say, hey, let me really get intentional about, first of all, who I am. So let me become the one for the one. Mm. And and like you said, you can marry somebody. I can marry somebody today and be miserable and get a divorce in, in, in two months. And we see that all the time. People getting married, getting divorced, married, getting divorced. And instead of saying, let's find out what marriage really represents. That's another thing that's a pet peeve. Like people play with it. Yes. Yeah. They play yeah. with it. That's not cool. <laughs> play with marriage, get married, and be like, all right, well, it didn't work out. I'm finna find another. You're like, hold on, how many times been married? I've been married five times. You're like, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Like, this is not like a job that you went and got a job and said, I don't want to work here no more. And then you go apply for another job. Like, you are creating bonds and covenants and, and, and soul ties. And you're trying to build legacy with another person. And you're taking it so half, you know, half heartedly. So. I, I like the um, <laughs> I like the analogy. I can't remember what comedian uh said this joke but it's like you know marriage license should be just like any other license like a driver's license yes or anything, you know up for renewal after you X know four years. years you know five years we 
revisit like um uh, do we want to renew this license or do we just want to go <laughs> <laughs> you know what i was gonna write a movie about that a couple of years ago to it's called i said uh license to renew or something but uh-huh. if it was treated like that and then if you had kids with the person or certain things that you did that are life uh decisions then you can't you have to go through the traditional uh divorce but if you know if you just Married to somebody for X amount of years. Y'all haven't had any kids. Y'all haven't did this. Then you'd be like, all right, I don't want to. I want to go ahead and I'm not going to renew this license. Right, right, <laughs> right. Back. Exactly. I thought that was hilarious. I think that'd be an interesting uh, case. Study. But it makes sense, though. I mean, because well, we see divorce at fifty percent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And 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 what is the main reason for divorce? <sighs> so many different things. Uh, <clears throat> the main thing is. People's expectations being met. A lot of times it's financial stuff. A lot of times, because at first they said, I, I read a study that I thought it was infidelity, but it was more of, of, of I money. I saw finances. Yeah, yeah. money I saw and finances, finances first. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, interesting conversation to have. And uh, I wish Which there was a woman here because. Hold on. It was an int- you had that conversation. <clears throat> you had that conversation on the show. And when she asked you, she said, hey, this is a good segue. She asked you, who do you think should pay the mortgage or however she worded it? And you Mm -hmm. said, I think we should go 50-50. And that was a deal breaker for her. Mm -hmm. Um, When you looked at that question or the answer that you gave, how did you feel about that answer? I haven't gone back and consulted with your women <laughs> constituents that begin to tell you, hold on. Uh, yeah, you should do this. Yeah. Or, or ask this. Um, I I thought that it was funny uh, because that wasn't the answer that I led with. I mean, you know, how, how I how I started answering the question, that, that, what, that was correct when I said, well, it starts with the conversation. And then I go to the 50-50. No, I go to the I go to the the biblical context that a man is supposed to protect and provide. And oh, then, okay. And then I go into some other things, and then I started me watching it back. I was like, my mistake was beginning to, you know, Give different do scenarios. a roll call on all the different <laughs> scenarios of how it could be handled. Like that was the mistake, you know. F- you know, split the mortgage fifty fifty. You take maybe the car note. Maybe I got this. Maybe you yeah. know. I just should have you know kept it general. So. Um, that's what that was. But, you know, uh, here's the truth. Black women are the most educated. Black women are the number one business starters, yeah. entrepreneurs yeah. in the world. Not that's just true. in this country. That's true. In the world. And they are making triple of what their mama and their grandmama, big mama, had ever made. Mm-hmm. So, I believe respectfully, and this is with all respect, that the woman needs to have that conversation with herself to see where she wants to fall. If you want to be independent boss chick, or you if, you want, if you want to continue to you know, dismantle patriarchy. Uh, because you know there there are benefits that you get that comes with patriarchy, but also at the same time it's a new day and y'all are making more money, you know, than men. So 
you know, find out. Maybe maybe you don't want to be either. Maybe you want to be both. Yeah. Whatever it is, like, figure it out. But you, you know, I guess, like, I find it strange. Like, you, you can't scream about wanting equality but then still want a man to take care of you i don't think it works like that well i had a conversation with one of my homegirls she does real well for herself and uh i told her she hasn't she didn't watch this season and uh i told her about you and the conversation that you had and she was she was like well shoot i'll be happy with somebody to go 50 50 she said i'm paying 100 percent now <laughs> so she said i'm paying 100 percent now give me a man that can split these bills 50 50 i don't see nothing wrong with it and so it's just all based upon who you talk to, and, you talk what, to and generationally like yeah. I, I believe it's also generationally if we put generation x in the middle that and that would be you and i yeah and if you go down to the boomers i'm sure they subscribe to the biblical context the patriarchal the patriarchal uh, patriarchal structure right if you keep gen x you and i in the middle again <laughs> and you go up to gen y and gen z they're saying, no, it's a partnership. Like, yeah. no, there's no way that I'm going to put all of this on, you know, one person. Like, what is this, 1950? And so. <laughs> that is true, yeah. though. That is true. It is generationally uh, because she's in our age group and she was like, Hey, I'm paying 100% now. It will feel real and good. And that's why I put us in the middle because with us, it can go either next, or. They can, they can yeah. fall on either side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is absolutely true. Um, but it's interesting, too, like we talked about, is that the number one cause of divorce is finances. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, most people would think it would be um, infidelity, but a woman could deal with you cheating on her as long as the lights <laughs> stay on versus well, as as you still up. get that you know she still gets them Louboutins or that <laughs> yeah. or that or that purse or something i mean i'm i'm sure and but you, you know end up there and you ain't taking care of it financially she's like okay I, I i can do bad by myself you know and my thing is this if i if i if i am paying for everything i mean if, if daddy is bringing home the bacon and you frying it then you know respectfully it better be head and steak every night. I mean, you better be a hell of a cook if I'm going to be paying for everything. I mean, like, that's that's the give and take. But I fall on the end of I'm not here to control nobody. I am not here to yeah. change nobody. We are all human beings. I don't want a woman to ever feel as if I have something over her because I pay majority yeah. of the bills. Like, yes. that's not the move for me. Nah. You are a person, and I want you to be free and, and move how you want to move. I'm, yes. I'm not here to change nobody. Or, or, or to control somebody. Like, yeah. that's not why I'm here. So what does what does um, this single life look like for you now and in the future? Right now, um, the single life is, it's just that. It's single. I'm, I'm, I'm an individual. I'm not uh, looking right now. I'm here to be found. I'm still, you know. Um, Hold on, you said that. And you, almost got, you almost got beat up on the show saying, I'm here to be found. Yeah, I mean, they knew what I meant. Well, you know, because... And that you didn't know, even work to me. That's word to Faith Evans. Uh, thank you, Faith Evans. I mean, <laughs> some years ago, I heard her say that on an interview. She was like, ah, I'm not looking, but I'm here to be found. I was like... Be- because, because like let me tell you, Chris, because that's the that's the perspective of a woman is to be found and a man is to go seek. And so we're the person that's supposed to go find the woman. Mm-hmm. So when you but say... But I've just here. been through something. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know... Process. Heal myself <laughs> and process myself. So right now, I'm not looking. I'm not on the prowl you, you said, know you i'm said. trying to heal but if she comes along and, and you know god sends me an angel 
then he sends me one and I'm gonna see what it's about. That's what that's <laughs> that's, that's what, what I found mean. Mean. That's what your found means. Yeah. 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 Now cool. once I now when I'm in a space to where I'm looking, then I'm gonna be out on the prowl. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I know when you said I'm here to be found, they like there ain't no woman finna come choose you. You need to be seeking them. Well, they'd be surprised. I mean, <laughs> if I were to tell you some stories of KG Smooth and my 20 year radio career, see that's the real, and and that's one thing that I didn't say because I wanted to keep it, you know, to. Yeah, I wanted to keep it humble, like because if if I were to tell the real deal, yes. people wouldn't be able to deal. Yeah, that is true. You know what I'm saying? If I was to tell the truth of my experiences with women throughout my career in radio, people would be like, "Oh, damn! Well, okay, <laughs> yeah," but I didn't, and I won't. Basically, you're saying, it ain't because I can't have no woman. It's because they want to take care of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's been my experience. They, these women, they want to take care of me. They yeah. want to cook for me. They, yeah. they want to wash my clothes. Yeah. They want to buy me dinner. Like, yeah. they want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Not that I can't and that I don't. But these women, they they literally want to. Yep. I say it to all the time. I said, man, y'all don't understand. It's, it's some, some amazing women out there that's 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 willing to serve as we protect <laughs> so exactly yeah, yeah it's just that's just basically what it is um so it's good that you're in this place of healing you're in this place of self-discovery yes you're in this place of finding out who kg is no you're mm-hmm. in this place to find out who christopher is yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, that's good most people don't history. yeah most people don't do the work most people don't want to face themselves in the mirror see their uh, their demons that part yeah and Keep say going. who am I who mm-hmm. am I I've gone through this in my life this is who I thought I was most mm-hmm. of the time we're living the image of what other people told us to live mm-hmm. or what we thought masculinity was what mm-hmm. manhood uh, is mm-hmm. and we live in that space instead of stopping and saying let me break this down let me let me let me share all these lies that have been cast on me and say who am I exactly. and when you have those moments of self-discovery where you look yourself in the mirror and say who am I then that's when the layers begin to be peeled back and, and you that's when you have been to uh, a sin yeah. spiritually because that is a part of doing the inner work. Yes. And a lot of men, I mean, I have had conversations with grown men, grown ass men. I'm talking about 50 plus who they are terrified to have that conversation yeah. with themselves, yeah. to stand in the mirror naked, look at themselves and see who they are. They are petrified of that. They don't want to, the, the idea of going to a therapist and having to face themselves. Yes absolutely scares them that <laughs> these are the two things that I've realized with men, uh, grown men, but black men, um, that scares them when it comes to self. Oh, excuse me. You're good. Is facing themselves in the mirror, like really looking at who they are. Yep. Messed up the good, the bad and the ugly. Yep. Sitting down with a therapist facing themselves. That's one. <laughs> and the other one is, Getting their heart broken. Yes. And yes. and my thing, and, and, and here's my thought on that. Okay, you're supposed to be this big old gangster. You're yeah. supposed to be so gangster and so hard, and you are sitting here and telling me that you're afraid of getting your heart broken by a female? <laughs> well, then you're not so hard and gangster after all, are you? If that's if that's what you're afraid of, that's why you won't give your heart because you're afraid of getting it broken? Yeah. Well, then you, yeah. how, you, how, you how, a big old baby. 
Yeah. yeah like yeah. you got to check yourself. You got to put, you got to check yourself and see who you are and, and, and get ego in check. And then you'll begin to ascend. But. So, so why do you think that? Why do you think that is that? Um, well, first on to your first point, I had um, this therapist on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, Brittany Noel. And she talked about, uh, cause she used to work with a lot of people that are, um, veterans and she said that she gave this veteran this task to write down you know how he sees himself and all that and to your point he was he just he just he said I can't do this I don't I don't want to do this it was so painful for him to do and uh she he wrote down something she sent it back to him and she was like this is this is some bull crap send it back he wrote again she said no I need you he said please don't please don't make me do this you know what wow. I'm saying? So here's a person not he that was begging, begging to not do the assignment because to your point, he was so afraid of facing himself and you can go off the war, kill people, you know, and, but facing himself is the hardest things for men to do to your other point about uh heartbreak, heartbreak. The reason why I believe that men are so afraid of that is because you have to be 100% vulnerable. You have to allow someone else. Like that's the most precious thing to us is our hearts. And then you give that to somebody to mismanage it, to mishandle it. And that's a hard thing to recover from. And when I saw you on the episode, you was like, yeah, I need to, um, it take a step back. I saw that light that I saw the whole season. It dimmed in your exit. And that's what connected me to you. And I was like, wow, his light was dimmed in this moment. I said, I don't know if people can see what happened just then. Because when you first came on the uh, the show, I said, oh, look at this dude. He all flashy, got his little the blaze on, chest showing and all that. I said, look at him, look at him. And then I went past the exterior and started looking at the interior. And I said, oh, this is a dude of character. I said, this is a dude of intentionality. This is a dude that zeroed in. He was dating with purpose and, and, and intentions and said, this is, this is who I want. He didn't go juggle and try to date all these other women. He said, this is who I want, and this is who I'm locked in at. Um, like you said, we didn't see everything because you did talk to other women, but it was very clear mm-hmm. who you were intentional about. Absolutely. Um, and, but to see that light dim on your exit, I was like, hmm, I want to. I want to get to know what happened in that moment and then what has transpired emotionally and internally and spiritually with him after that, that, that moment. And so, um, anything else you want to add before we conclude? Cause I just want to thank you for being vulnerable and transparent. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I, I honestly didn't realize the, um, impact that I had on men out there, black men who watch the shows with their girls or, you know, might be your little guilty pleasure you watch, yeah. you know, by yourself <laughs> on a Sunday night, uh, <laughs> you know, after the football game go off, everybody sleeping, you know, however you do it, slide over there and watch the rated love. You know what I'm saying? Um, so thank you, everyone, and, and and thank you, Latarius, for those kind words. I didn't realize the representation um, until one day in Houston, um, leaving somewhere, and the guy stopped me and was like, "Yo." Like, thank you for representing, like, for the generally gentlemen, because women don't think that we exist anymore, that we can be this honest and vulnerable and, and intentional. Like, so thank you. You represented us well, and you represented Houston. And I was like, wow, like, that really slapped me in the face. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize the impact because I literally I was just being me. And that's all you should be. Uh, taking a phrase from my boy Kariga, who was on um, – the beginning of this season too, he calls it radical gentleness. 
And mm-hmm. that's such a powerful thing is when you find yeah. men that learn that that know how to love out loud, because oftentimes we're not. You know, we got to be hard. You know, you talk to be hard that women want tough guys or whatever. But to be able to say, hey, I'm going to put my heart out here for the world. And that's where we fail because everything is duality. Everything is dual. There's the masculine and the feminine. One of too much is never good. It's not good balance. It's not good balance. (laughs) And all of us possess both. Both. (laughs) Yeah. We were just taught that we need and have to lean on that masculine part and forget the feminine feminine part. And it doesn't have anything to do with gender. It's just duality. It's just how things are. You know, the dark needs the light in order for it to work. Good need evil and evil need good in order for it to work. Like the same with with masculine and feminine. They need each other. So if we can become more whole and just look into each other and realize that we are both that there are some things that we have been deceived on what it is and how to love each other better. Like we, we we've gotta re we've gotta retrain ourselves and treat each other better and love with intention. Love yeah. with intention. Love with intention and uh listen Man, I totally appreciate you, uh, Chris, for joining us on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Man, thank you. For hey, man, you showed up is. and uh, as your authentic self. And man, man, hats off to you, King. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love, 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 love what you got going on. And I man, appreciate you having me. Give it up for my boy, Chris. Man. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Hey, I've been getting a lot of. Uh, orders for the Dear Future Journal. Make sure that you go visit the website, pick up your Dear Future uh, merch. Um, I'll greatly appreciate it. Matter of fact, let's roll the commercial now. Discover, uncover, recover love with the new Dear Future collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. Shout out to everyone who have been supporting the Dear Future merch by visiting DearFutureWifey.com. I've been getting so many orders. I've been shipping stuff out to Switzerland, all over the world. So thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for uh, supporting the podcast by purchasing the merchandise. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I manifest my future wifey. Dear Future Wifey. Did you make any New Year resolutions? Does your vision board include love finding you this year? Do you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you never have before? I hope you have resolved any and all entanglements. Your vision is me loving you on levels you never thought imaginable, and you're inspired and encouraged to accomplish those things that God has gifted you to pursue in 2021. My love. 
I was daydreaming about you the other day. The biggest life decision isn't buying a house or determining which job opportunities to accept. The biggest life decision I'll ever make other than accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior is choosing you. There is nothing greater than linking up with you, my missing rib. Our purpose is manifested in our union. Our love is personified in our commitment. Our destinies are illuminated in our I do's. That's why I'm living abstinent for clarity purposes. The Bible declares to whom much is given, much is required. You are my much given. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.